Oh. <laughs> do your little do 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 like. No. No, do the clap. There's no need. Just like sass what episode whatever. Take one. Where am I? <laughs> What's Boston? happening? Yeah, who am I? <laughs> yeah, I don't wait. Monster up oh. Number. Oh my gosh. I, one. <laughs> Yeah. It's recorded one sixty nine. One seventy. Sasquatch episode one seventy. I think. Take one and only. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he asked. He asked me. To do it. I did. It's fine. This is Monsteropolis, a show about legends, anomalies, and monsters. Mm-hmm. We are part of the Small Town Monsters Broadcasting Network. I feel very proud of myself for nailing that, as I did. <laughs> My name's Mark Matsky, and I am one of your hosts. My other host is the learned, well-lettered, well-read. The Lord you know it. The Lord you know it. Oh, boy. Heather Mosier. <laughs> Hi. Nice to see you. <laughs> and we are back. That's right. We are so back. <laughs> yeah. With a, a sequel if you will. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's our own self-perpetuated sequel of Giants because mm-hmm. there's, uh, you know, I think there were some really nice, interesting comments about the subject that was, I don't often read the comments, but I did on this in this case. And there were people who were contributing like little sighting reports, not sighting reports, but stories of like mounds in mm-hmm. their own um, communities and so forth. That was neat because I. It doesn't surprise me at all because they're all over the place. Right. Yeah. The uh, the artifacts of that time of history is you know all throughout where we live, all across the United States. Do you know what else is giant? Tell me, Heather. <laughs> Besides your intellect. <laughs> Thank you. Monster Fest is going to be giant. June 2023 in Canton, Ohio. I think Mark already explained last week to mark off all weekends in <laughs> yes. June until we have a definitive date. Yes, please try that. Which will probably uh, June be out. 2023. I don't know if you said that. Did I say 20, 2023? It's not this year, guys. Yeah. Next year. 2023. Um, yeah. Maybe by this point we'll have a date. By the time this comes out. One may exist. We'll sure. see. It's in like hey. three weeks, hopefully. Yeah. Whatever, it's in June of 2023. Watch the social media stuff, and uh, you'll get info on all that. Speakers, giant, vendors. Giant Monster Fest. Giant. I like that. Yeah. Like as a sub-theme, maybe we'll say, <laughs> where are the biggest cryptids we can talk about? Yeah, the, the heavyweights, world? if you will. Yes. You know, one thing we haven't mentioned, because we I know the past couple weeks we've mentioned, <laughs> you know, speakers and stuff and STM crew. Yeah. But uh you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but one one thing basketball league join our 3 on 3 tournament. <laughs> but um one thing we have not mentioned yet is vendors. Oh yeah, there's going to be vendors. It's going to be crazy vendors there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The vendors like, aren't crazy. Oh, No. That's not what that's not what we meant. No. The crazy sick, awesome like, sick sick vendors sick but not liminal not, vendors not one foot in each realm <laughs> you've never seen anything like this before 
I am serious. Yep. But yeah, I mean, it'll be really cool. <laughs> and, you know. I think you guys can explain that this is our third Monster Apples. Yeah. We've recorded in a row. Yes. So it might be why. Yeah. We're slap happy at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Must hit three now. Sure. Well, and it also must be, well, there's two things, two streams of thought going on right now. One is, <laughs> as, as, I, as we record this today, I am just really learning about Monster Fest myself. <laughs> so I can sort of make it be anything I want it to be it's at this true. point. Um, but it's that's, yeah, it's, it'll be fun. And, and the thing that we were talking about just in an offhand sort of way is having programming running in different places at the same time. So, like, it's not all consecutive, this happens and this happens and this happens. But we're going to have, like, oh, yeah? something happening over here and some speaker over there. We're all finding out. And then the vendors you will be vending. You just told me this. This is the first time I've heard about it. That's because I get to make oh, it up. Oh, I know what he's I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, I'm just freestyling. <laughs> right. Okay, I know what you're talking about now. The podcast thing yeah. and then got right. it. Got right. it. So, I thought you meant, like, multiple speakers. I'm like, we are. No, no, we no, not that. Speakers. But Got just it. different event streams happening. Oh, yeah. So like there's going to be options. And the, the liminal vendor options. area will not all be bombarded at one time. Because I'm sure there will be people in there who will be drawing their own crowds. Mm-hmm. And, like, people want to get stuff signed and so forth. It'll be pretty fun. You know what would be really cool is if, since the STM crew will be there, if you had the On the Trail of Companion book, you could bring it. Have us all sign it. Yup. Yeah, one of these. Oh. One of these right here. These, and have us all sign this it. This would be, I am guessing, one of the best opportunities to get as Everybody. many STM crew members to sign that bad boy as possible. Oh, oh. He will, guys. I won't. Yes, you will. It. Come on, please. Come on, please. There's some folks I'll like write, um, that's what I'll write in it. N O. <laughs> underline it. Like Aaron at um um what is that? Aaron oh, Strange Hey Strangeness. Oh. Mm-hmm. Kept thinking Strangeology, which that's was that's different. Is too. it really? Strangeology oh, is a different <laughs> Well, this is Aaron at Hey Strangeness who yeah. gave you the cool shirt. Mm-hmm. Yes. Needs my signature on his copy of The Trail Companion. Oh, you know So I've got to find a way to make this happen should, for him. Aaron, make sure that you is, come on out yeah. to Monster Fest. Come hey to, Strangeness. Come to Giant Monster Fest. Yeah. Please. Come on. He'd be down for Giant Monster Fest. <sighs> yeah, he would. Calling you out, boy. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Get up here to Ohio. Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> here it is. Uh, the, the invite has has been made. So yeah. yeah, join us for that. It'll be fun. There's uh, a shorter episode. We gotta go. Yeah, we well, I know. I know. I just there's no need. It just occurred to me, you know, the um, <laughs> in podcastery there is a war on banter. And I, <laughs> I know. I, I'm just. I want this. Was that you, you just that's a phrase to, that occurred to me a on war the way down on banter? here, and I wanted to use it. War so on banter. I'm one of the people advocating against it because 
There's a war on banter, and I like banter. So I'm yeah. just, we're bantering right now. So, but we'll, we'll quickly move we'll on. We'll banter about giants now. Yes. But Let us banter. It's, yeah, it's fine. You're trying to get rid of Heather? Well, I she has to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Aria has a band concert tonight. <laughs> so going it's all it's, all, yeah, it's all my newly 11 year old's fault happy birthday yeah dragging me off to a concert <laughs> getting me out of work <laughs> no um so after our last episode or okay not our last episode our last giants episode yes um i feel like it might have been i mean it was right after it was released i got an mm-hmm. email from one of our listeners scott um asking particularly where the headless ghost, the giant headless ghost that carried the woman, Mm -hmm. um, where that was in Indiana because he's from that area. Okay. And so I sent him the clipping because the clip says that it was in Pipe Creek Township. So he emailed me back and said, what is officially Pipe Creek now is a little further than 10 miles north of where he is. And he found an article from 2011 from the local paper that revisits that story and it gets more interesting. What? Yeah. Uh, it, How could it be more interesting <laughs> than its original forum? You've got me. I am on the line. Yeah. So apparently the ghosts were seen or this ghost was seen um, all over the county <laughs> in that time. Really? In the spring and the summer. Headless, the big headless yeah. ghost. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in the spring and summer of 1894, ghosts were everywhere. So they were seeing this uh, apparition recur almost nightly, I guess, near an abandoned gas well. Um, Mm. In his arms, he held the woman. Yeah. But this goes on to say that not only was he holding her, he would stab her in the heart with a butcher knife, blood would run down, and then the vision would disappear. So then a few weeks later, he was sighted several miles away. Um, It became more elaborate. What? A butcher knife doesn't seem like a good... It's like a, yeah, I had the same I mean, thought. I mean, square. They're like the butcher knives are like the Oh, yeah, you're right. The so blade is like, real like big. This. It's not like yeah. this. It'd be I'm like, just, yeah, I'm not hey, man, I'm just reading. That there might be better stabbing things for right. your giant. That's true. Well, he is headless, so <laughs> how did he choose? <laughs> he just grabbed a knife, okay, from, <laughs> from the knife block. He stumbled block. towards the block. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then, <laughs> yeah, a few weeks later, he appeared again. Uh, the vision was more elaborate. He now he approached. He was approached by the young woman, whose beautiful black hair hung down her back. They quarrelled violently. He grabbed a hold of her neck and plunged the knife into her heart. As her blood ran down, he dropped the knife, and the vision disappeared. Terrified viewers would rush to the scene to find no blood, no bodies, and no knife. Um. Ooh. Here we go. This is where it gets super interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, As if that wasn't interesting enough. (laughs) So residents in the area were pretty positive that they knew what the cause of this was, which was the whole point of me looking into the headless phenomenon to begin with. Um, It says no name was attached to the news, but locals remembered that when the gas well had to be sunk, a man was crushed to death in an accident by malfunctioning machinery. So that's their theory as to the headless part. The guy Mm -hmm. was crushed but no idea on the woman. Um, yeah. So then this goes on to other headless ghosts, but which is not the topic of today's episode. But I thought it was interesting mm-hmm. that he was seen multiple times and it got more elaborate. 
as far as an entire scene gets acted out before it right. disappears. Right. So. And allegedly cited by multiple witnesses at once. Yes. I mean, that's what comes through those reports is that mm-hmm. people had were, were together or they gathered almost anticipating that they were going to see something. That's the impression that. Yeah. That's kind of, that's it what it sounds you. like. That is really weird. Yeah. But giant ghosts, hey, you know. Just like a whole scenario ghosts. being played out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. I'm. Yeah. Thank you for writing. Yeah, thanks, Scott. Very helpful. He said he was going to dive into it some more. Okay. I'm like, all right, you let me know what you find. Yeah. Yep. So in order to uh, sort of set the course for our next foray into giant land, the giant kingdom. Giantdom. Giantdom, yeah. I thought it would be interesting to confine most of my research to Ohio. Okay. Because as we established last time, Ashtabula is a place um, that historically comes up, specifically Conneaut, as a place where a mound was found and giant skeletons extracted. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to go sort of throughout Ohio, which this resource does. Fritz Zimmerman's the Encyclopedia of Ancient Giants in North America. Maybe there's some other places <laughs> as well. He wanted you oh, to hold it up. So I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I could have brought mine now that I have one. Yeah. So I ordered I one. I could have helped two. The same one. It's like you're seeing double. But not today, guys. <laughs> so I have stories from Ashtabula County, Auglaize, mm-hmm. Erie, even Summit County. <gasps> That's too close to home. The Summit County story will blow your mind. What? <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, wait, no. Yeah. <laughs> so this one is uh, a bit of a retread, I think, okay. but there's more detail than the one that I read last time. This is from Pioneers of the Western Reserve, 1883. From evidences which appear in the eastern part of the village of Conneaut, such as ancient mounds, artificial terraces, and elevated squares of level land, over which forest trees large and aged had grown prior to the visit of the surveying party in 1796, it would seem that this locality has been occupied by a prehistoric race of the human family. Of this fact, the evidences are quite irresistible and have been accepted by sundry antiquarians as conclusive. In excavating some of these mounds in the year 1800, human bones of gigantic proportions were discovered in such a state of preservation as to be accurately described and measured. The cavities of the skulls were large enough in their dimensions to receive the entire head of a man of modern times and could be put on one's head with as much ease as a hat or cap. I'm going to stop right there and say, if you're making the suggestion that that could be done, that means somebody did it. (laughs) Does it not? Why else would you say you could put their skull on like a hat? Where was this again? Conneaut, Ashtabula County. Springfield, Ohio, the one article that I have Mm -hmm. here, they use this similar thing that it could large enough to fit like a helmet. Like a helmet. Over. So. But aren't, aren't skulls like not hollow? Like what? that, like it's not like there's the, the bone at the roof of your mouth. So like how do you put it on like a helmet? It's not like 
Well, I wish the, um, the, the listeners and viewers could see the hand motion. Yeah, like, <laughs> here's what he like this. Like this, this. Is what he was doing. Like the other skulls I you know? put on <laughs> or not. <laughs> Those ones I couldn't. I tried. <laughs> it didn't work. But yeah, um, the jaw bones were sufficiently large to admit of being placed so as to match or fit the outside of a modern man's face. So, <laughs> there, depicted <laughs> as such. I love the... Uh, mandible. Mandible. Mandibles. <laughs> and it continues on. The gigantic dimensions of these bones refute the idea that they were descended from any of the European races known to the Eastern continent, but indicate that there was in the early ages a race of giants on the earth who have long since become extinct, like the mastodon, the saurian, and many other huge animals belonging to the remote geological periods whose fossil remains are now their only record. The fact that a race of gigantic men once existed on this continent is verified by the frequent discoveries of human bones in several of the western states, as well as elsewhere, which are very much larger than the skeletons of any race of men known to the historic ages of the world. So up to you know, the late 1800s, Mm-hmm. I mean, this is being stated as like a given that there were giants first. Right. And here, this one's right up there and along the lakeshore. Just chilling. Yeah. Yeah, the one from Springfield that also had the helmet imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, so it's eight feet, said from the top of the head to the ankles. The feet were missing, though. The skeleton was one of several found buried in the form of a wheel under a mound with the feet toward the hub. Hmm. This is it. That was all it was. It mm-hmm. was just this little tiny thing, but which also makes me wonder too, like if they don't go into a lot of detail and it's just a blip in the paper, is that because this was happening so often? This was from 1904. Like was it, uh, yeah, another skeleton was found. Yeah. Just. Yeah, it lends itself to that, doesn't it? I mean. Found another one. Yeah. This one was like a wheel. Right. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And it, it brings up this concept of the burial mound as a place. And we, t- we touched on this last time. Mm-hmm. But it's not just the bones or the bodies, but it's also these other accoutrements. Yeah. Everything from large structures, um, like a almost a crypt mm-hmm. feel, and then all the things... Uh, that and the reason I bring that up is that this story is from uh, Auglaize County. Mm-hmm. Some workmen. This is the American Antiquarian, Volume 13, 1890. Um, some workmen were engaged in digging a well and had descended to a depth of 32 feet when they struck a gravel drift from which they exhumed a skull 38 inches in circumference. Further down, other bones were found. There can be no doubt as to the kind of remains. The thigh bone measured three feet two inches long. All the bones were in excellent state of preservation, probably those of a prehistoric warrior killed in battle, as the skull seemed to have been crushed with a blunt instrument. The whole skeletons measured eight feet eleven and one-half inches in height, and when clothed in the flesh must have been tremendously powerful man. A huge stone axe weighing 27 pounds and a flint spearhead of 17 pounds weight were found with the bones and were no doubt swayed by the giant with the greatest of ease. A copper medallion engraved with several strange characters was also found with the bones. 
Mm. So again, um, items found with giant skeletons. Yeah. Dormants and things. Mm-hmm. What else do you have from Ohio? Well, from Ohio, this this is striking. Um, interesting trip to Sandusky is the, the title of this, you know. Interesting. <laughs> Sandusky, Ohio, November 9th, 1893. I leave Sandusky on the steamer Kirby for Detroit, Michigan to visit my old home. While visiting friends in Sandusky, I had been very much interested in some of the history of this country, especially its early times, when a prehistoric race where dwellers on the land and the islands which abound in the lake are now pleasure resorts. Charles Freeman has given much time in searching after relics in the early settlement of Lake Erie Shores. He says at one time, 23 skeletons were disinterred. Many others were not disturbed, but the 23 were examined by Dr. Charles Stroud and T.I. Williams, who decided the skulls to be of a superior race. Some of them were eight feet tall, others seven feet. These large skeletons were not confined to the shores of Lake Erie and Ontario, but found throughout the entire state of Ohio. Dr. Stroud decided there is no doubt that at one time a, a superior race of people inhabited the country, but mystery shrouded their history. So, I mean, that's that um, pushes the envelope, right? I mean, it's one thing to say we found one skeleton. It's another to say 23. Right. Implying that they're all in relatively the same area. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be just, I guess that would be the, like the burial plot in that case. Yeah. I mean, they didn't end up there just happenstance, so. Right. Which then, I don't know the idea that maybe that was, because <clears throat> I, I know that the thought can be that these were regular people that had uh, a, some sort of medical thing. Mm-hmm. But to have 23 of them would then imply that that's an entire, like, family unit or tribe or something Mm -hmm. that was just now they have a special place for their burial because of that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's the other one that I have that had multiple skeletons isn't from Ohio. It's from Oklahoma, Mm -hmm. but there were seven of them or six of them. They were all over seven feet tall, which still lends itself to possibly just a medical thing. Um, But they were all found together and they interviewed the head of the Department of Anthropology at the University of Oklahoma. And his theory at the time, this was in 1937, was that they were a race of Native Americans whose existence was unknown to anthropologists Mm. at that point in time, and he estimated that they existed 750 years prior to 1937. But in that, I'm guessing, just based off of the concentration of them, maybe, that's why he figured that, because there were six of them together. Mm-hmm. instead of just one person that had a medical issue of some sort. I don't yeah. know. But 23, that's like, hey, that's like saying you found six acres of pygmies, <laughs> like tens of thousands of pygmies. Yeah, that's right. That's a lot. Buried straight up and down. That's right. Just plop them in there. Yeah. Did it say how that how they were? It didn't get into the how they were the discovered, barrel. no. Mm-hmm. No. And that and that was like the the story before that, 
I mean, they were down like 32 feet mm-hmm. before making that discovery. Right. Uh, digging a well, I think it's. And that's very old. I mean, yeah. it's, that's another, <laughs> this has nothing to do with skeletons, but just the way the earth changes over time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you go to Rome um, to see where like the original, uh, the Senate house and all of that, how far up modern day Rome is versus where you have to mm-hmm. go down in to, yeah. to see the center of Rome. Now. I mean, just the layers of earth that have come right. on top. I mean, from humans and otherwise just nature in general. But mm-hmm. So to be that far down, 32 feet, that's very old. Yeah. And that's how archaeological discoveries can continue to be made, right? Yeah. Because there's that sort of layering. Mm-hmm. Just keep going down. It's not like there's nothing more to be discovered. Yeah. And there's that much stuff below your feet. That's, right. It's pretty it's wild. Really cool. I want to go to the Summit County one. Yes. This is. It's going to blow our minds. Yes. And <laughs> in part, this is because of the places that are named um, are places that are somewhat familiar. Mm. Uh, this is from the Sandusky Star Journal. August 15th, 1929. Some discoveries made at a small railroad station called Ira, seven miles north of Akron, go to show that the Cuyahoga Valley was once inhabited by a giant race of people and that the work of the mound builders was carried on in that section of the state. There are a number of banks in the valley, iron, one of which a fine deposit of molding sand the discovery referred to was made. Further explorations are to be made in which the other banks will be opened in the hope of finding relics of long ago. They find The find a few days ago consists of a portion of a skeleton of a man who in life was over eight feet tall, the jawbone being twice as large as that of an ordinary man. Near the skeletons were found a stone axe weighing 14 pounds, rare copper beads, fine specimens of copper wedges, and decorated pottery. The disposition to dig up something in the vicinity of Akron to keep the town in the public gaze manifests itself upon numerous occasions, and it not infrequently happens that Akron contributes to the sum of knowledge in pages of history. The latest contribution may prove valuable, as it is from time to time added to the result of further investigation. So, that area of the Cuyahoga Valley, and Ira in particular, is linked in with the story of the Peninsula Python. Mm-hmm. That's a place name that you will find in both accounts. And it's, it's pretty, I, you know, that's not a place that people generally point to and say there were mounds there or in the, the side of the river valley. Mm-hmm. From that were exhumed giant bodies, but the Sandusky Star Journal claims that 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 took place and here it's almost 1930 yeah so it's not even sort of the the mists of the 1800s i mean we're getting close to the modern era as far as that goes so i just that made me really happy to see the (laughs) ira place name and you know all of the all the weird stuff that actually takes place in, or has taken place in CVNP and its environment. That's cool. Yeah. 
I was just typing because I was kind of see if there were any follow-ups on that. Did you look into that? To I see did if not. Anything? No. <clears throat> just typing it into Google quickly. Um, there's something about notable bones found in Richland County. So we're looking at okay. like Mansfield area. Yeah. Um, don't have a lot of stuff on what all was found there. Just that things were intriguing, but I need to find out more about this. Cause certainly they'd have some sort of follow up. You'd think at some point, Maybe not in newspaper articles, mm-hmm. but the historical society in the area. Maybe they've got something. Guys, send us mail. Yeah. Please do. <laughs> Monstropolismail at gmail.com if you know anything about this or anything that's even close to that this area of Ohio because that's all super. I mean, when you think of mounds and things, not that they're not around Ohio. I know they are, but you think typically down by the river. Um not so much around here. Right. So anything like that is like, hey. Yeah. And I always say I'm trying to find my favorite story at some point, and if it's at home, that'll probably be what takes the cake whenever I finally have a mm-hmm. favorite. It'll be when something from home, so. Yeah. That'll be cool. It's another Akron story, believe it or not. <gasps> this is from the Evening Times, September 8th, 1899, Akron, Ohio. A find of incalculable value to science has been made at a stone quarry three miles northwest of the city. It sort of works out, sort of works out to the area of like deep, maybe not deep lock, but um, yeah, that area. The find consists of a skeleton of a gigantic man believed to have lived in prehistoric times, relics of a time when civilization was just beginning to dawn. In clearing away refuse, quarrymen found the almost complete skeleton of a man. The skull was entire and the lower jawbone of such proportion as to easily fit over the outside of the jaw of the largest modern man. Ribs were found and also fingers and the larger pelvis bone, which was broken in two. It is believed the man must have been at least 10 feet in height. In addition to the remains of the human being, there were found deer antlers, bear's claws, many kinds of teeth, remains of foxes, and several lower jaw bones resembling those of a wolf. Pieces of very rude pottery were scattered about, and a mortar and pestle were found. Hmm. Interesting. Do you know where Homer, Ohio is? Homer. No, I do not. So it is apparently... Near Mount Vernon, Ohio, I'm guessing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Knox County. Yes. Sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know that part of Ohio really, but um, in there were giant skeletons there as well, apparently, in the late 1800s. A splendid hall of giant skeletons is reported from Homer. This is a British newspaper, so in the United States. <laughs> the district is a prolific field of Indian mounds, and important discoveries are continually being made there. On the fourth instance, beneath a small mound, five feet below the normal surface, five gigantic skeletons with their feet to the east were found in a grave with a stone floor. Remnants of burned bones and charcoal were plentiful in the grave, together with numerous stone vessels and weapons. The skeletons were those of veritable giants, and no mistake, the head of one being the size of a wooden bucket. Hmm. Each of the giants must have been at least nine feet in height. Among other striking articles in the grave was a beautifully finished stone pipe, 
the bowl being enlarged and polished, and engraved with figures of birds and beasts. This is especially interesting as showing that the use of tobacco does not always, as alleged by some medical authorities, stunt growth. (laughs) (sighs) There there was beside the pipe a huge knife shaped like a sickle reversed and having a wooden handle held by leather thongs, also a kettle holding about six quarts. It is said by those who are most competent to give an opinion in the matter that this is by far the most valuable find of giants ever made in America. Hmm. And probably one of the oldest. It's a well-known fact that the bones of elephants, rhinoceroses, mastodons, and other huge animals have before now been exhibited and accepted as proof of prehistoric giants. The presence, however, in the grave at Homer of the pipe and the kettle is conclusive proof that the giants are those not only of genuine, but also of genial giants. And, and tobacco doesn't stunt your growth. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice line there. Clearly. Throw that in there. I mean, <laughs> I wonder if that author had an agenda when they read that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, didn't stunt the giant's growth. Yeah, or maybe it did. Who knows? Oh, could have been fifteen feet. Tall. You know what? Somebody should have brought that up to him. You went smoking yeah. your giant cigs. <laughs> now you're just twelve feet. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, well, that's interesting though that it would be a. Um, Cross the pond story. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. they don't have as many giants over there. How long is that battery? Oh, okay. They have one oh, yeah. super short, super short, but it's because of the location. Okay. In 1850, a mound lying on the north bank of Big Darby, about one mile northwest of Plain City in Union County, was open, and several massive skeletons were taken from there. And it just goes on. It's interesting here. The lower jaw bones, like those found at Conneaut, easily fit over the jaw of a very large man. This is from History of Portage County, Ohio, 1885. Interesting. So just a little Columbus area getting into the action on that one Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Well, that brings us to the close of Giants Part 2. And... um, you know, I, do you have any thoughts on, like, the overall picture that's developing of these giants? Because I, I, the reason I ask is, at this point, you have to decide, I suppose, did were people finding giant skeletons all the time mm-hmm. in the 1800s <laughs> and writing about them? Or was it just a fun thing to write about in your paper? And the reason that I ask is that there's a clear outline Mm-hmm. to follow if you're writing these stories and yeah. almost all of these follow that outline yeah way that it's found what's found what's mm-hmm. found with the body and this will be the greatest scientific discovery of all time mm-hmm. and it just follows the pattern same so formula. if it really was if this really was happening then of course it would follow the same pattern mm-hmm. it's, but it also seems formulaic in a certain way that yeah. kind of raises a few question marks or like we just saw in the uh, Manchester one that I read um, about Homer, if for some reason they have some other agenda in this instance, the tobacco sales or whatever, yeah. to say, see, it doesn't stunt your yeah. growth. Yeah. Um, I suppose it could be something like that as mm-hmm. well. But 
I don't know. I, I think it's fun to think that people were just digging around and all of a sudden all the giants were found at once. Yeah. They were maybe the same level of depth in the ground. That's just happened to be where we were. Mm-hmm. Found them all. Cause I don't hear about that anymore. I mean, I'm not right. looking for it to right. be fair. Yeah. But I don't really hear about that. It would get your attention. I think. I would think if so now, Listen, we need more headless ghosts that are giants. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yes. I need those stories. If you guys have those, send them to us. Yeah. Do a whole show on headless ghosts. Oh, please. Giant ones. Giant ones. Only giants. Yep. So in order to get those stories to us, you would want to write. Mm-hmm. Write to monsteropolismail at gmail.com, and we will assemble those into a big old headless ghost story show for you. Mm-hmm. All for you. Yep. Thanks for watching, everybody. We will be back very soon with more tales of the unusual mm-hmm. and the giant. Mm-hmm.